Welcome to Long Story Long, the podcast where we sit down with small business owners and local creatives to share their stories. We're having honest conversations about their process, how they got their start, and anything along the way that begins with Long Story Long. I'm your host, Ashton Warner, co-founder of Ava Collective and creator of the Buffalo-based clothing line ARW. And today, I am honored to have the opportunity to talk with the one and only Ted McKnight. He is the creative mind behind Buffalo Beauty Boy, creating inclusive beauty content that is both fun and welcoming to all. From beauty routines and product reviews to favorite things and monthly empties, Ted has created space for anyone and everyone in the beauty and self-care space. When he's not creating content, you can find Ted behind the salon chair as a hairstylist to the who's who of Buffalo. With his wide array of knowledge, talent, and charisma, Ted has grown to be a well-respected powerhouse in the world of beauty, and I have been fortunate enough to not only be his client, but to have worked with him for several years. And today, I'm excited to sit down and chat with some microphones in front of us. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot to mention that you're also my friend. I, I feel like that was implied. Okay. I just needed, I needed it to be like in paper. We have been friends for many years. Many. Many moons. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen some shit together. 84 years. <laughs> and I'm so fortunate to call him my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is so much more formal of a setup than I'm like used to for like anything. But I feel that. I love it. It's this is chic. so good. Trey Chic. <laughs> I'm very excited to just like I mean, this episode I already know is gonna go off the rails, but I'm just excited to talk about you for a long time. <laughs> um yeah, I you know, just kinda I'm excited to do it. Obviously I wanna like support you and like support the girlies and then I just think there's so much out there. You know, I appreciate totally. that you're really like painting with a broad brush in having guests on the podcast. Like there's like definitely something for everybody. And I feel like it reaches like every corner of our shining Rust Belt jewel. <laughs> the Rust Belt jewel. <laughs> Miss Buffy. <laughs> J-U-L. U-U-L. U-U. <laughs> Man. We're not even in it, and we're already, like, on it. I love it. Yeah, divine. Long story long. <laughs> I don't know if I, if you noticed in my day-to-day repertoire, but I would use that phrase because I don't know how to be short-winded. I only know how to be long-winded. <laughs> but now I, like, have to stop myself from saying, like, long story long because everyone's like, we get it. <laughs> now it's, like, branded merchandise. It's, like, a branded thing. <laughs> We get it. You have a show <laughs> where you like to talk. But anyway, I just flew my arms like I was flying away. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> Let's transcend into warm ups. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's get it warmed. So the first question is. Let's take it back to kindergarten. What do you want to be when you grew up? Um, well, long story long. <laughs> I I was always kind of like a weird kid. I mean, I, you know, I feel like everybody who's like a little bit creative like says that. Um, 
But when I was a kid, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I was just really into, like, movies. And I remember, like, loving, like, commercials and stuff like that. Like, it was just, like, very weird. Like, I just always was very, like, aware of consuming media. And I always, like, really thought that was cool. And then I also loved, like, playing in the woods behind my parents' house. And I don't know. I just, like, was that kind of kid that was just, like, a, like, frenzy everywhere and, like, very, like, into stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then... I always loved getting haircuts. That was like a funny little thing. I would like ask my mom to like get a haircut and she was like, Ted, you got a haircut like three weeks ago. Like, (laughs) no, no babes. Um, So I definitely always wanted to do something that was like engaging, um, which you don't know when you're a kid because when you're a kid, you're just like, I want to travel to the moon. (laughs) Um, But my mom was cleaning out her closet. At this point, it was probably like 10 or so years ago. And she found a jacket from it would have been like the late nineties, early two thousands. And in it was a fortune teller, like one of the paper ones. And it wasn't my handwriting, but it was like clearly mine. And it, the part where you kind of have your like four career paths or whatever, there was like archeologist, I think like rock star or something else. Like there was like archeologist, rock star, something else. And then hair cutter. So I think like, you know, I was, I was really into like, Atlantis like the movie when I was a kid so I was like I want to be an archaeologist you know what I mean and then I loved like learning about Egypt as every you know like you were either like an Egypt kid or a Titanic kid I was an Egypt kid whoa (laughs) I was totally an Egypt kid yeah I don't really give a fuck about the Titanic (laughs) Rose is the villain honestly truly um but what what do you want her to do be like no you can fit no I really can't yes you can (laughs) take turns (laughs) no I think yeah um so yeah I think like knowing that I always wanted to kind of be a hair cutter we'll say when I was little um (laughs) and then yeah that's like it you know I think I there was always like this the like heavy pull towards being in the beauty media industry i guess yeah yeah so wow yeah i, like it. I yeah. really liked those fortune tellers those were fun yeah i still have never made one like i don't know how i don't have like I've, i was never taught how to do it but i feel like i learned from like when like the american girl magazine or something <laughs> shout, shout out kit shout out molly <laughs> amen <laughs> i heard somewhere that they might be making an american girl movie and I'm upset about it. So I guess like... But there's already some. I, well, Why does there need one for all? I think they're going to do like a big like production of it though. Because like between like the American Girl memes like popping off, which like is one of my popping favorite. Off. One of my favorite corners of the internet <laughs> is like the like communist leftist like American Girl memes. Like I just... <laughs> it's so good. Do you follow like the original or you're just a consumer of all content of the American Girl memes? Um... I think I follow like the main one, like like I think it's like Helicity. Yeah. Like that one. <laughs> Shout out my girl Helicity. <laughs> um so I follow that one and then I think I follow one that's like a kit kitteridge like Okay. Like spoof page. Nice. And then I don't know, I feel like they just like come across the feed and I love it. Love it. Yeah. Very cool. Um but I think I saw that they're coming out with like I think it's on the heels of Barbie. Mm-hmm. Which like, this Barbie loved it. Like, 
I don't want to be put on the spot and give my Barbie review. That's okay. You don't have to. I just will say, I'm actually, no, I would like to retract that statement. I'm glad that it's been brought up and that I get to share my my thoughts because this is my show. I wasn't as I wasn't as taken aback like positively by it. I was like, this is a nice story. Okay. And then we went to Mississippi Muds after. <laughs> so you went from Barbie Dreamland to the Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah, basically. For the first time, that was my first trip. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. I've never been. I don't know. I um I don't mean to put anyone on blast, but I will say there was a toddler running around in just a diaper, and I feel, like <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that was the vibe. Quite honestly, um, I I've never been, so I don't know, but I just it's giving North Towns toddler in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> after having <laughs> after like having like nostalgia tinged with like like yes. patriarchal anger tinged with like appreciation for your mom i'm sure yeah. that was just like such a vibe well that like i mean i knew we knew karen was gonna get brought up at some point but that was one of the movies where i was like i really would like to see this with my mom because mm-hmm. she would like it yeah and i was saying to um nolan my husband for those who don't know um I was like, so me and Karen went to see Lady Bird together, and we did not like it because we did not like the mother-daughter relationship. But this was a good mother-daughter relationship in Barbie. And Nolan was like, what's with you in the Greta Gerwig movies? And I was like, oh, yeah. I love Greta Gerwig. I think she's a genius. I think she's an icon. Um, I loved Lady Bird. Yeah. Because... I mean, the like, I feel like it's, like, it's a movie, so there's always, like, a flair for the dramatics, mm-hmm. and, I mean, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a cisgender man, so I don't, I can't pretend to, like, relate to the, like, mother-daughter specifics, mm-hmm. but I have always typically aligned with, like, more, more female characters, um, and I feel like the, just the dynamic of the mom being, like, like, chronically normal, and like the daughter just being like, my name's Ladybird. And she's like, you're Christine. And she's like, I'm Ladybird. I'm going to dye my hair red. Like, I related to that in that capacity. I also feel like in Ladybird, um, she's like 17 turning 18. And I feel like that was so spot on for like how I felt at that age. Fair. Like, it wasn't like hyper dramatic where you're like slamming a door and you're like, I'm not your little girl anymore. You know what I mean? Because like, no, like grow up you know what I mean right but there is just that like undercurrent of like angst and like lack of awareness for like like the stress that like the parent is under you know what I mean and I feel like Greta Gerwig just does an amazing job of like showing that Mm -hmm. but yeah love love Miss Greta (laughs) are you ready for question two (laughs) geez long story long (laughs) yes so, you have fulfilled your own prophecy of being a hair cutter. <laughs> and being that you are in the self-care slash hairstylist slash content creator space that you are in, what is something that you would say that you're really proud of to this point? I would say the thing that I'm the most proud of is... Um, having cultivated a space, I think between like my hair career 
and my like side passion project of content creating, I've had people come to me that have never felt like understood or made to feel beautiful. And it was such a like full circle moment because that's why I started doing what I do. Right. So people that have said to me like, you know, wow, I have never liked a haircut and I love this haircut. Thank you so much. Or, you know, my, I never loved my hair color or I always felt blah about it. And this really helped or something like that. And then on the interwebs, (laughs) um, you know, like I like, I, I never knew how to make it so that bronzer doesn't blend into my like beard or whatever, like something like that. Like somebody who was never shown or told like, this is how you can do this to help whatever problem you're having. And people have said that to me, like in comments and messages and stuff on the internet and then to my face, like, you know, and as like returning clients and that's why I do it, you know, because it's really like creating space for people because I didn't have that. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm probably the most proud of aside from when I, I mean, I'm, I'm self-employed and I have been, I'm an independent contractor. I have been since I was 22. And that's like, that's like a weighty thing. Totally. Like that's like really, really hard. And there's a million factors that led me to that and like gave me the like security and safety net to do that. But I try not to be like boastful because I think that's really gross, but I'm really proud of that. Yeah. This is the place to be boastful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's exactly what you were saying. Like you've literally like taken over the ship and you're like, I haven't seen what I want to see anymore. So I'm just going to make it and I'm going to be that person. And I think that's very impressive. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I hope that it's like, I th- and I mean, I don't know. I think I haven't like received, I have, I mean, I think anybody who's like, anybody who's just like chronically online and has like any sort of point of view, right? Like you receive like a little bit of pushback. But when I started uh, Buffalo Beauty Boy, I was like really expecting like, like super like homophobic fat phobic like really gross like pushback because I'm a like boisterous gay man in a fat body like putting blush on on the internet (laughs) and every once in a while there's somebody but it's so few and far between like it's not it's like negligible the amount of like pushback that I get on the internet and I'm like really happy about that and proud of that like that feels really nice but who has time to say negative who, to type negative things and then hit send yeah i want their lives quite frankly <laughs> right it seems so simple right <laughs> I, and i think that's just not like my energy like whatsoever so it's weird that there's people that are like that yeah my headphones are oh they're slipping and sliding yeah i'm not a headphone girly they're too big i just I don't know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, as you briefly shared, you are a independent contractor, which makes you a business owner in and of itself. You are the business owner of Ted James McKnight, Inc. <laughs> 
Um, I think on my... Wait, like, I didn't ask the question yet. Okay. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, I, I think on my like DBA, it's okay. like tempted hair creations. Is like oh, the I actual, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Tempted. Well, for a peek behind the curtain, um, I thought you were like prematurely answering the questions. You got it ahead of time. And I was no. like, wait, I ha- the people don't know what you're answering <laughs> yet. Tempted. No. The question is... <laughs> What's your favorite part of your small business community? And I said, I say your because you kind of in you're you're double dipping within the content creator space and the hair space. So it's an open ended question. I think my favorite thing, like within social media, is the cross communication of content creators. It really is. I mean, I have found like a little bit of like a network of people that our content is similar and we align and we support each other. And I would say I have the smallest like following out of everybody that I'm like in in cahoots with, I guess. Um, but I definitely feel like I'm respected there. And it's just, you know, some people have thousands and thousands. Some people have 2000 and it's whatever, like they see the content that I create and the caliber of what I bring to the table and I respect the hell out of what they do and we'll just kind of like workshop and talk not workshop but we'll just kind of talk and it's really really cool so those parasocial slash like it's a it's a thing that only people that do it can understand um is really really cool that sense of community Um, And we even like look out for each other a little bit like, hey, I got this weird email about this like potential sponsorship. Like, what does this look like? And they're like, oh, like check the emails if it's not from like a head, like a parent company or, you know, like media conglomerate. Like it's it's fake, like whatever. So just those little things that like are highly predatory of small content creators. I've been given tips on that Mm -hmm. from people that do what I do at a much larger caliber. Yeah. Um, and then I think the uh, the inverse, like my hair community and even just like on a more like local scale, I love um, just the like, the like support. Like, I think it's really cool that, you know, I go to the Ava pop-ups and I am, I have a friendly parasocial relationship with, I'd say like 35 to 40% of the vendors that are already there just by being a small business person locally and then I see like five or ten of my clients I see five or ten people that I am like personally like friendly with and I love that like yeah. it's just we all like support each other it's like like I'm a girl's girl you know <laughs> <laughs> um so just that like support and like care for each other and it's not even just like at events where everybody's kind of got their like small business networking face on it's you know if I'm walking down like Elmwood and I pop into a place and I like know somebody and like we'll chat a little bit and then I like go down the street like it's just that like everybody knows everybody and everybody like likes everybody Mm -hmm. you know for like the most like the most part you know it's just like a like warmth warm support for everybody how does it feel to go somewhere and always know someone because sometimes you don't want to be known (laughs) (laughs) um I think it's something that it's definitely a double-ended sword um not that I don't love like talking and being engaged um 
because that is something that I'm really like proud of is the networking community that I've kind of curated along with everybody else that does it. Um, but there's times when it's like, you know, I do, I'm doing something on like a Saturday at like dinner time and I'm finished with my work week because I work Tuesday through Saturday and like my voice is blown out cause I've been talking all week and it can be a little bit like, <laughs> like I'm not mad. I'm not annoyed. I'm not sad. I'm not, not happy to be here. Yeah. But I also am like just trying to do you something. You only have so much social battery. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying for your quote unquote day job, you have to be on mm-hmm. all the time. I, yeah, like I had an experience where I was, it was it, just what I said. It was like a Saturday around dinner time. I had like finished an entire work week and I was getting a pedicure from not my regular person. Shout out Ika, love her. She's great. But I just, I missed an appointment, couldn't get in, whatever. So I went somewhere and I didn't know the person, but I knew like other people that work there and stuff. And I mentioned that I was a hairdresser and she just like started bombarding me with hairdresser stuff. And oh. I was like, I'm trying to be quiet. I'm just here for a scrub and buff. Like, <laughs> I really do not want to put on my hairdresser hat. No. So that was, like, just a call to, like, ugh. Yeah, totally. I'm trying to drink my silly little coffee and get my silly little pedicure. My silly little puds. <laughs> <laughs> These dogs are barking. I did get a French, though. Wow. I know. Do you currently have French toes? I do not. You have I such little not. toenails. How do you get a French on <laughs> I mean, I think like the pinky toe was like, it was like Delulu that I was like, ooh, that's a French. It's literally a rice, a grain of rice. And she was like, okay. But the first like three are so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Damn. Love that. You have such cute little toes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dare I for the socials? Um, Emma runs the social media. I didn't know if you know that. <laughs> Dare I ask her to um, post a photo of your feet? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, there is n- no. Absolutely not. It's my, my house, my mileage. <laughs> Are you going to bully me to post feet pics on the internet? I think you should. I mean, I think there's money there, don't you? <laughs> you have such cute feet. They're like overgrown toddler feet. <laughs> Not me always trying to make a profit. (laughs) What's the next question? (laughs) The next question is, would you like to join (laughs) Feet Space? That's the random mystery question. (laughs) Nar. All right, well, moving on. (laughs) Mystery question part two. (laughs) The real mystery question. This is the real one. And you'll like this one. Okay. I actually heard it on the radio in the car. Because <laughs> I still listen to the radio. I don't know if you do. But if you could only listen to three albums for the rest of your life, what would they be? Um, so James and I actually talk about this a lot. James is my fiance. Shout out. For anybody that doesn't know. And he is a musician. Um, so this is something that we kind of talk about a lot. I think... If I could only listen to three, it would probably be immediately off the top of my head, Ceremonials by Florence and the Machine comes to mind. Just so good. 
such a good album. I would probably say, I don't know if this is cheating because I feel like it's like two albums into one, but The Fame Monster by Lady Gaga because then it's like The Fame and The Fame Monster. Like that's like the whole collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe, maybe, oh, it's hard. This is so hard because like the first two were like pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. I almost kind of want to say, um, like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, nice. Just such a good album. I like it. Such a perfect album. But then I also am kind of like, but what if I just did like a Stevie Nicks album? And then it's like all like women in music, you know? It's, it's, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick with Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I think that's the, the that's vibe. the one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a good answer. Thank you. Do you feel warmed? I am so warm. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked, we covered uh, feet pics on the internet. You and did. it's, it's, oh, we're just getting started. What else do you need? <laughs> frankly. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by An Extra Scoop. If you're anything like me, I wear a million different hats in my day-to-day life as a small business owner, so most days cooking a quality meal for myself is out of the question. That's where An Extra Scoop comes in. Healthy and delicious home-cooked meals prepared right here in Buffalo and delivered to you. The process is simple. With five new menu options posted weekly, you can order the right amount for your lifestyle with no minimums or subscription requirements. Your order arrives pre-portioned and ready to heat. Just throw them in the fridge and take out what you need daily. Whether you're looking for lunch options at the office or a mix of quick grab-and-go choices at home, an extra scoop is the perfect way to make deliciously healthy meals a part of your daily routine. And for a limited time, you can take 20% off of your first order by using the code LONGPOD at checkout. Head over to www extrascoop.com and use code LONGPOD at checkout for 20% off your first order. Back to the show. Let's continue on with you. Take us back to the beginning of your career. Let's talk about post high school. What were your career goals at that time? Where were you at? Talk about it. <laughs> um, I went to ECC South for business. So I have my associates in business. I, when I started ECC, I was actually still in the closet. I wasn't out to my family and friends. And then I came out to my friends pretty close after like starting college. Um, So I was in this business degree. I hated every minute of it. And I was really building my like self-confidence and like who I am as a person. So I got through my first semester and was like, that was awful. I hated everything about it, (laughs) but I'm 25% of the way done. True. So I'm going to finish this. And this is the last thing that I do for like everybody else. It was the like, you know, I was like, I wasn't out yet when I started my business degree. And I was like, okay, this is two years. I am going to get through it. It gives me like a solid plan for anything else in the future. Um, And I hated it, but I was like, I'm going to truck through. And everything else that I do is going to be for me from here on out. So 
finished my two years. Within that two years, I came out to my friends, my family, and was very warmly accepted. And I was like, by the way, I'm going to start beauty school. And everybody that knows me was like, thank God. Yeah. Like, duh. It's about time. (laughs) And, you know, my parents were so supportive of both me coming out and starting beauty school. They were like, I, I think I came out it would have been like winter of my freshman year of college. Um, And then, you know, just really like, you know, kind of took those two years as like the, like peeling back of the cocoon that was like baby Ted. (laughs) Um, And then I mentioned it to my friend slash hairdresser, Elle, um, who'd been doing my hair for, at that point, maybe like five or six years. Um, And over the course of her being my hairdresser, she and I realized we had like a couple mutual friends or maybe not mutual friends, but like we knew some of the same people. We liked some of the same stuff. So we just kind of built that like friendship, working relationship thing. Um, And she was like, you know, I I said, I was like, I am thinking I want to do beauty school. And I wondered if I could like take you to coffee or take you to lunch and just kind of pick your brain. And she was like, yeah, like absolutely. Like you need to yeah (laughs) um so we went and I she kind of explained to me the ins and outs of beauty school and like working in the industry and from then she kind of took me under her wing with the um rest of the salon and I started assisting at my salon halfway through beauty school and I was still getting haircuts you know regularly and then I started going in once or twice a week in between shifts at the coffee shop that I was working at and really just kind of built built that from there and then I finished beauty school and then I started at my salon like six months later so perfect yeah so for the people who do not know you had been prior to even I don't know middle school I mean not prior to middle school but within middle school early high school like you had already had such a knowledge of hair and like you were all self-taught yeah so like Um, how did you get how how did that come to be so I always and this kind of goes back to like having like lower self-esteem self-esteem and not feeling great it was like okay well I am chubby and weird but I can have purple hair so that's cool Um, So I started like messing with my own hair and loving it. And then it turned into like, you know, I would do my hair and then I would do like one of my friend's hair, like at a sleepover or something like that. And then it would be like, okay, I would do like a couple of my friend's hair. And it was like a thing and it just kind of spiraled from there. And I was completely like learning online on YouTube, like back in the day. um, And just kind of figuring out like, you know, different tips and tricks from professionals in the industry that were posting free content on the internet and there was a lot a lot of questionable decisions that were made (laughs) um because a uh extensive knowledge from the uh beauty school of youtube does not equate to a cosmetologist (laughs) license (laughs) um but i think it was a lot of that like trial and error on myself and you know anything that i did on any of my friends was stuff that I had done on myself successfully. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of was like doing friends hair and I was doing that like pretty regularly and that was super fun. And that's what gave me the confidence to like go to beauty school amidst college and coming out and everything. Yeah. 
Um, so I definitely went into beauty school with like kind of a basic general understanding of just like manipulating hair and then had the support of my friend and the salon that, you know, I felt good about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And also for the people who don't know, I was one of those friends (laughs) that you would do my (laughs) little purple streak. So yes, I had a very extravagant side part and then the smaller part of my hair i would color the front all different colors purple red blue it was so fun put a little feather in there yeah so and then i remember one day i was like i think i'm done so then i got it like matched at master cuts by rachel pool shout out to my real hair (laughs) (laughs) and that was it i love that yeah but i kind of miss it sometimes a little peekaboo at your next appointment. I'm in. <laughs> but I even remember, like, for a while you were like, you know what, I want hair to be for me. I don't want to make it a job. And then when you shared that you were going to beauty school, my mom, even my, I told my mom, and she was like, well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because I definitely like remember like having those feelings where it's like I just do this for fun and it's like a thing that I like to do and then that's kind of how I started doing hair professionally and I you know loved it and then I like got really into skincare because that was like okay hair is for my career and then this is for me Mm -hmm. and then I was like you know skincare became second nature and I was like okay I'm gonna get into makeup and then that's just for me and then I still I just feel the chronic need to like share these things i still don't post a ton about skincare just because i feel like it's so person specific but totally and there's so much out there but we'll get into that yeah (laughs) so my last question about hair and then we'll transfer into beauty boy um so you are still at the salon that you started at with Mm -hmm. l which is fabulous Mm -hmm. that you get to still see each other every day um (laughs) talk to me a little bit about like your day-to-day like if there's something that you're especially love doing now, like in terms of cut or like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, I work at Tresses in the village of Hamburg. We're a smaller, like five chair salon. Um, The two owners have been in business together for, I wanna say like 20, over 20 something years. We've been at our location for 17. And they are both still working hairdressers. And that to me is so important that, you know, the owners of my shop understand what I do. And they're two fabulous women, Bonnie and Donna. I love them so much. They're like my, they're like motherly figures to me. Um, I just, they're incredible. I'm so grateful for them. And then my coworker, Elle, and my coworker, Tess, um, and then myself. So there's five of us and we really just have a great, like symbiotic like relationship with each other you know it's there's times where like we just we're not talking like nobody's talking in the back room because we're just so busy like on the floor and really for a five chair salon like we are busy like miss tress is busy (laughs) um so i think there's a lot of that like you know we're super busy. I have been double booking a lot lately. Um, just the nature of my business has grown so much that like that that's almost required of me. Um, but my clients have been so amazing about it. Everybody's been super cool. So really like on the day to day, I typically see between, 
I'd say like three and eight people, depending on like what I'm doing. I've been trying to be like, like on my good wife shit. Like, <laughs> so my fiance starts work at 7 a.m. So he gets up pretty early and I try to be up at like 545, 6. Oof. I know. But it, honestly, though, and I hate saying this, like this is like, I'm not a runner. So when people are like, oh, but like runner is high, like it just like feels so good. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> couldn't be me. Coffee high. I, I run my mouth. That's <laughs> it. Um, But I like wake up early and those couple hours before I start, um, between like nine and ten are so nice i like do my duolingo drink my coffee oh yeah what bookie. are you learning italian are you good at it <laughs> are um, you good at italian <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'm necessarily like good at it so much as i'm having a ton of fun with it okay but fun. Anyway. yeah <laughs> so yeah i try to like have my little my little coffee coffee and my duolingo and like if i'm really on it i can like do like a face mask and read a chapter of a book before going to work and then go to work and you know i'm not somebody that like checks my like i mean i know what time i'm in and i know roughly what i'm doing but i'll forget like oh i have a haircut in or i have whatever like until i look at my schedule Mm -hmm. and then i I just kind of let the day dictate so i have either like heavier light days where i'll do like you know, two major like foil projects, like highlights or something like that. Um, or I'll have heavier days where I'm like color cut, color cut, color cut, you know, foil, color cut, like that sort of thing. Um, so the day just kind of dictates, but I've been, because I'm self-employed, I'm in charge of my clientele. So I I know everybody, everybody that's in are all people that I've done their hair, you know, for forever. (laughs) Um, so just, I, you know, kind of, build the day around that and now it's been so steady that I have people that are on like five week cycles or six week cycles or whatever and I know that like okay I have this person in and then I have another person in with them like almost at the same time or within a couple hours of each other so it's kind of I'm seeing like a definitive like pattern repeating which is kind of cool oh I like that that's fun I hope that answers the question I feel like anybody who's a hairdresser is like oh my god yeah totally and then anybody who's not is like what um (laughs) But then, well, maybe I also understand it because I too work in a salon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I do my clients love that, jam it out, it's great. Um, and then in terms of like stuff that I'm loving doing, I've kind of carved out a bit of a niche for um, my work being really soft and blended. I don't, lo- I don't necessarily feel like lived in is like my thing, but just stuff that's like very like close to nature soft like feature enhancing with like the color that I like to do and then I was doing a lot of like curly and wavy specific cuts and then like shags and mullets and razor cuts and stuff like that which has been super super fun so yeah just anything that's like cool like if it if I can just do some like texture enhancing but then when you leave we do like a 70s glam like Farrah Fawcett blowout because I love that (laughs) Fabulous. Yeah. Speaking of Farrah Fawcett, let's go into glam. (laughs) So it's time to talk about Beauty Boy. Triple B. (laughs) Let's let's start the cycle all over again. Tell me how you got started. Um, How'd you come up with your concept? What were those early days like? Spilled the tea. So I had always been interested in beauty as we know um and then i had uh, everything that i got was from content creators and i always happened to find like you know the person with like a 
like tattoo sleeve that was like doing blush reviews or the person with like a lip ring that was doing, you know what I mean? Like it was always somebody that just had a little bit of an edge or something a little bit interesting to them. Um, just, just left of the dial of like the beauty community at large. And I loved that. And then I was like, you know, I would just, if I found somebody that was like, you know, my dream was like somebody that's like LGBTQ and, you know, chubby and whatever like and then I was like I can feel that so I just kind of started making the content that I wanted to consume because I feel like it was my actual like in terms of like my like makeup style is like a little bit softer and it's like probably honestly like a little bit basic but I also have like a beard and tattoos and a nose ring so Mm -hmm. there's that (laughs) um So I just kind of liked to infuse, like, you know, I'm using, like, Charlotte Tilbury stuff, which is, like, beautiful, like, pretty, like, supermodel makeup. But then I'm, like, a dude wearing a Carhartt. (laughs) And that's quintessentially me. Um, So I just kind of started, I saw that there was, like, a gap in that, you know, not that there's not tons of, like, men and queer people making content because there are and I'm so grateful for the space that they've you know expanded and I think it's just kind of creating more space by doing it so I am um but I kind of was posting beauty content semi-regularly on my personal page and then I was like well this is what I really like to do and I don't want to have the two intermingle a ton um So I created a separate account and I was just kind of putting everything beauty related to that. And then the pandemic hit and it was, I, I, salons had to shut down. So I was shut down. I had this like stirring of a beauty account for about a year. And that's when I really kind of got into it. And prior to that, I had a couple friends like that were content creators that I had made through their content And they were really encouraging, you know, I think I would, you know, I love everything that you post. Like, I think you could really do this. And then one of my dear, dear friends, Amanda, I say dear friend, but she's like, she's just incredible. One of my favorite content creators, Amanda Z, asked if I could contribute to a video that she was making. And that was my first time being like on camera. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And then the same group of people wanted to do a video Um, getting ready like it was almost like a get ready for the holidays kind of thing and I think that's when shutdown was so we were all kind of like it was just kind of a like you know we all wanted to just like get get ready and feel good and whatever your holiday situation was looking like if it was you know a zoom meeting or socially distanced Christmas dinner or whatever but just that act of like getting ready we all wanted to kind of convey that so that was my first YouTube video that I made (laughs) um was a tag with these incredible creators. There was, I think, like 10 of us that did it. Um, and I felt really honored to just be there. Um, so they kind of brought me in. It was like Khaki Reviews Beauty, Amanda Z, Hannah Louise Poston, like I think um, Shelby Wilson. There was like a handful of people that were involved that have these really big channels that I like looked up to and followed. And I just felt so honored to like be there. It's yeah. like, wow. Right. Thanks. Um, and the video was received really warmly. And then I just kind of kept making videos with it because that was my push to do it. And then like we were, you know, dealing with the pandemic 
and I really kind of felt like it was a great escape. Um, it was a great like outlet because I couldn't work for like four months and I've worked since I was 15. So that was kind of my like bit of sanity. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) During like what I hope is the hardest time I ever have to go through. Right. I love that. So fun. Yeah. (laughs) I like, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like, I feel like there's always like some sort of like plug and play of like how stories come to be. And I love the narratives that are like, I was faced with this opportunity, so I decided to take it and I liked it. So I started doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely was like the universe conspiring because it was something that I was already interested in, something that I was really passionate about, like, and then the people that I was like looking up to were like, Hey, do this with us. And I was like, all right. Yeah. What else am I doing? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, especially since like you are such a creative and you're like, you were saying and shut down your day to day was essentially taken away from you. So you had to remake it and you did it. (laughs) So that was what? Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been, been trucking. Well, I I think one thing that I've always been super transparent about and very like almost like vocal about, I feel like I start every YouTube video with like, hey, sorry, it's been a little bit. I'm super busy because I'm a full time hairdresser and I'm also planning a wedding and I'm also. Well, yeah, content creation is kind of a lot sometimes. And you and I have talked about that because even like this show, it's it's great to talk to people. But like, yes, it's a lot of time and energy and. You only get so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it takes, it's hard, but. Yeah. Well, but, I think like going into it, like people, you know, sit down to watch a 20 minute video, but with that comes the 30 to 40 minutes of recording and then the hour of editing and then the hour of uploading. Like, right. so there's a lot that goes into creating 20 minutes of content. Yeah. But I think. The people who love you and love your content are grateful for whatever you're giving them. So stop apologizing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's good. I feel like it's that... I I make it a point to try to respond to comments and build connections with people because that's what it's about. If I can't do that, what's the point of doing it? I never just want to, like, you know, create a post and not respond because that's... I feel like that's entirely like self, like self performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always want to be somewhat engaged with the people that are consuming it because without them, why am I doing it? That's who totally. it's literally for. Yeah. So I think there is that like mutual understanding, and I try to like pop off in the stories a little bit on Instagram and just like, hey, still here, <laughs> still, <laughs> still kicking. Yeah, you know. But so in terms of your content specifically. How do you come up with concepts? I try to sprinkle in the stuff that everybody's doing. Like the, you know, I like in my head, I'm toying around with like sometime this weekend or, you know, coming up doing like a, like a strawberry girl, tomato girl makeup or whatever. <laughs> but then it's like, I have a beard. Cute. <laughs> so there's that. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm seeing people do that. So I try to do stuff that's like relevant to like the beauty sphere now. And then... If it's like a, you know, 
brand or specific product that people are kind of talking about that I'm interested in, I'll do that. And then I try to have the excitement of like, oh my God, I love this. I want to tell everybody about it. The um, content creators that I've always been drawn to were, and I've kind of talked about this with them, like the people that I feel like, you know, you're like sitting down to like lunch or coffee with like your friend that's just like, like they're so good at makeup or they have beautiful skin or whatever. And they're like talking about it. And you're like, oh my God, yes. You know what I mean? Like those are the people that I'm kind of drawn to. Yeah. Versus the people that like, you know, they create content, but it feels like they, like they're working at like a beauty counter. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like the I'd, point is to make a sale. Yeah. 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 Um, so I try to go from a more like casual kind of laid back place with it. And my goal is to like be that friend. Like, oh, you know, it's been like you're, gross you're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's been gross out. So I've been like wearing like a little bit more powder product than cream product. And right. this is like what I've been loving because it looks the way that I like it to look. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll just kind of post about that if it's something that like excites me. Um, or if I just want to like, if I like catch a vibe and I'm like, you know, with like the like Barbie, like it has taken over everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what would I do if I, like, how, what am I using that's, like, related to that? Yeah. And why, you know? Yeah. I like it. And something else that you have been doing is, like, working with brands specifically and, like, focusing on different, like, you'll do videos of, like, one or two brands. So what has that experience been like of, like, focusing on brands? So... That's been really cool because a lot of the times they're brands that I respect. Like I am not gonna do anything that I don't like. And I'm very forward about that with brands. Mm -hmm. I, at this point, like I don't make a ton of money from the content that I create. Like anything that I do is like truly negligible. However, I'm very upfront about like, you know, you can send me stuff in the hopes that I review it or like basically I'll take PR but no strings attached with that like if I talk about it I talk about it if not whatever and because of that that turns a lot of brands away because they want a guaranteed like whatever but I don't want the weight of like oh I have to perform for this company that doesn't care about me they care about their product the money, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the numbers yeah um so I think that's a pretty good like firewall immediately So the brands that I have had the pleasure of working with are either brands that kind of found me like out of the blue and were like, yeah, sure, whatever, like you can have it and whatever. Or they're brands that are like small, that they're like, you know, I would love for you to make content. We'll send you this. You can do whatever you want with it. And I'm like, oh my God, thanks. And it's a brand that I love. Yeah. Um, And at that point, like you're more often than not, I feel like speaking with the creator or the CEO themselves so like it's way more personal yeah there's um a brand called phytosurgeons that is out of Canada and I am obsessed with them it's I it's a couple um that owns it and they're like LGBTQ founded their names are Tom and Jason they're incredible and they just create content and create these beautiful products and they've reached out to me and they'll kind of ask like, Oh, like, you know, how did you like to da, 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 or I'll like tag them and they're like, Oh my, God, that looks amazing on you. And then we'll talk about like other stuff that I used with it. Just that really like grassroots relationship with these brands. And, you know, I mean, I understand that like they're running a business and I'm, you know, attempting to, but there's just a, 
we have like inside jokes a little bit oh, and like that's that. really like cool yeah. yeah yeah so i think that's really cool um or if it's a brand that i'm really just like interested in what they're doing like i will spend money on the product and review it and then maybe they'll notice that and that has happened a couple times so i'm kind of forging those like ties a little bit even if nothing's kind of come into fruition you know but it's cool that like this brand that i think is really cool sees the content that i'm creating and i just i think that's cool you know yeah yeah um do you have like i know you mentioned phytosurgeons but are there any like partnerships that have come to mind that are like your absolute favorite experiences and then what are like your dream partnerships um yeah so i had i I was contacted by this company uh called good light and they're a skincare big fan yeah i know (laughs) i know um they're a skincare company um and they're beautiful like beautiful formulas for kind of just like nurturing and keeping the skin feeling really good but they are um LGBTQ Asian founded and they were on the heels of Very Good Light which was a um beauty publication or is a beauty like site platform for men and I love that I felt so warm and welcomed and you know happy to be there so I did a couple things with Good Light or sorry Very Good Light the like publication and platform company I was featured in their like get ready with me stories before I even really like set off with Buffalo beauty boy. That was one of the first things that I did with them. And then they were launching the skincare company and they sent me the package of the products. And then we did interviews about, um, just our experiences as my experience as a like fat queer person and existing in that space and it was just really cool i felt very like welcomed by them and the founder david is incredible um just that's something that i really look like look at because it i was like wow this is one of the first things that i'm doing and it's a like lgbtq asian-owned company that supports like men and queer people in the beauty space Mm -hmm. how niche how 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 much of a niche for me is this you know what right, i mean so yeah. that was really cool and then phytosurgeons again i you know they phytosurgeons never paid me a dollar <laughs> um, <laughs> but i just i love their products and i love their messaging and i love what they stand for they sent at, they created bronzers and the uh formulator is one of the owners and he worked like exhaustively to make sure that these bronzers were like warm and cool toned because it's super hard to find a cool tone bronzer and for like such a diverse array of skin tones like Mm -hmm. he has like super super deep formulas for people with really deep complexions and then ones that are super fair and i just love that like that's what it's about it's about you know this small brand if this small brand from canada that's run by two men can make an expansive and exhaustive bronzer shade bronzer shade range for every skin tone why the hell is that not on every shelf at sephora right you know and there's definitely been a huge push for that with like fenty and house labs and um i feel like lancome or estee lauder has like a really exhaustive like foundation range but okay 
that's foundations. Now let's right. extend it. Let's do bronzers. Let's do totally. highlights. Let's. I want everybody to be able to use everything that they want to use, you know? Yeah, and, and feel like they have options. Yes. Not just like one brand that is doing an expansive range. Like, okay, I guess I have to, li- I have to like that brand. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What is your dream collab? Oh, my dream collab. I think... I definitely go in waves based on like the brands that I'm like obsessed with, like specifically with makeup. Um, so I think I would want to do something where I got to maybe extend, like extend a shade or extend an application of like a really classic product. Um, like if I got to make like, you know, my my dream lip with like Charlotte again talking with the hands my dream like lip product with charlotte tilbury because that's kind of what she's known for or if i got to do something like that like it's not i don't have like a specific like brand or a specific like style in mind but something where i got to create something that has my signature but on the extension of something that's already pretty well established and almost like a cult favorite right um yeah i think that would be really cool and then i mean obviously like if i really like shoot for the moon like if I got to like work with like Lady Gaga House Labs and she's like <laughs> do a hey. photo shoot with yeah. her. <laughs> she's like, Hey, we're launching cream blushes and this gay man from Buffalo is a huge fan <laughs> of me. <laughs> yes. If you got to do a photo shoot with Lady Gaga, would you or would you shit yourself? I just like I feel like you'd black out (laughs) yeah I I don't know I would like yeah I would I would my soul would leave my body yeah 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 (laughs) your spirit would be looking down and be like what the hell my wig would be launched to chromatica (laughs) yeah totally but it'd be this like like house labs does these like fantastic like high-tech like primary like whatever and i'm like i just want like a brownie like nude blush like (laughs) give me like a little you know i just want a little something (laughs) yeah yeah the lip oil but make it brown yeah yeah simple not blue (laughs) lady gaga stephanie if you're listening (laughs) i'm sorry to use your government name (laughs) mother monster (laughs) Give the people what they want. And by the people, I mean me. Me. And by I what am I want. <laughs> I mean sheer desaturated earth tones. <laughs> Love it. Jeez. Oh, I see it for you. <laughs> this is the place to manifest. We're putting it, I mean, as you know, recording is timeless. So this is just out in the ether now forever. <laughs> Exquisite. Love it. So, as we touched upon when, in the early days of this recording, you are an inclusive space for people who want to be seen and want to be their individual Mm -hmm. selves. So, what sort of advice do you have for people who are currently maybe feeling isolated from the beauty space but want to be involved? Do you have, like advice for like how they should get started or like I don't know where they should where they should be (laughs) yeah so 
I think the most valuable thing that you can bring is being as authentic from the jump. Like, my my premise was that I'm a queer man in a fat body, but I'm also a cosmetologist. I have, like, an industry licensure that I use daily and that gives me my livelihood. So that was my niche, was that, like, I'm I'm a literal working professional in the industry, but I also don't look like everybody else. So this is what I do that makes me feel nice, and I hope I can share that with you and make you feel nice. That was my jump, was just everybody is welcome here, everybody is beautiful, because I think that. I think that everybody is beautiful in their own right. Mm -hmm. And whatever makes them feel beautiful is beautiful, because it makes them feel beautiful. Yeah. That's my mission statement. (laughs) So I think anybody starting out to just kind of figure out, like, why do you want to create content? Why do you want to be in the beauty sphere and be authentic with what feels right to you? You know, there's people that their mission is, like, exclusively cruelty-free drugstore products because that's accessible and cruelty-free. That is a beautiful mission. That is wonderful. And if that's what makes your heart sing, do that and be transparent about that because there's always going to be the pressure to like, you know, everybody's using this, you know, expensive whatever, so I should get that and do a review and that'll maybe go viral or whatever. So there's always that little bit of pressure to conform to whatever is happening, but it's such a fast cycle that the best resistance is to just do you. Totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because there are so many fast trends and yeah things that don't really speak to you, but they speak to everyone else, so... Yeah. Why are we doing that? Yeah. There's no wrong way. Yeah, that's how I feel, and I think, like, really, it's about finding other... I found, like, a huge community of, like, creators that are, you know, around the same size as my like following or whatever like there's like like influencer and then micro influencer like it's just it's all so weird but look at people that are kind of doing what you're doing and like build them up like that's your community you know what I mean so I have no problem like sharing somebody else's like story and being like oh my gosh this this eyeshadow look blew my mind or wow like your skin looks amazing like you know whatever like I'll share stuff like that because I love that and if I like it the people that follow me probably would like it. So I build other people up and they build me up and that's wonderful. It's that symbiotic relationship. So just not feeling like threatened by other creators and instead supporting them. Totally. Because that's what it's about. Yeah. Would you consider yourself an influencer? Ugh. (laughs) I, I feel like it's such a weird, such a weird phrase, such a weird phrase, such a weird, like, societal connotation i i like the term tastemaker i do too (laughs) you know like i just feel like influencer like what do you mean like it's giving um ex-bachelor contestant yeah pretty girl thing rep or pretty little thing yeah like when i think of like an influencer i think of somebody who like doesn't have a definitive like message they're truly just like collecting a check following the inbox yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. 
And like, there's, go off. If that's yeah, if that's how you build your empire, like pop off, shister. Like (laughs) I'm all about it. But yeah, that's just not me. That's not what I do. But then I have friends that are like content creators, and that is their primary like source of income. That's their like job. But there is a certain set of like ethics that they follow or a certain like vibe that they recreate that's theirs and it has their signature. And to me, that's where like you're a tastemaker. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, showing what you curate and people tend to like that. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Influencer right. feels weird, but it does. also what else is there? Like, yeah, like I when I was typing your questions, I had it like in the question originally and I was like, I don't It doesn't it feels yuck. Yeah. It's giving yuck. Yeah, it gives me the ick. <laughs> well, it's time to talk products. It's time. So we are recording in late summer. And I wanna I wanna pick your brain and wanna talk about what your current late summer beauty routine is. Let's talk about it. Well, my late summer beauty routine is in tandem with like wedding prep. <gasps> yes. So I'm getting married in early November. Thank God. Can't so, wait. <laughs> it's coming up. Oh God. I know. James actually just like messaged me and was like, tomorrow is 75 days. And I'm like, Aww. Oh my God. I know. So exciting. I know. Double it's digits. So, good. Um, so I'm definitely just trying to, I made a deal with myself that like September 1st, I'm not incorporating any new like skincare or anything like that. I want to use like my good stuff. I want to use the stuff that's like my workhorse that helps me look the best in my opinion. I want to use that consistently up to. Um, So there's a little bit of that, like just vetting of like stuff. So I'm really, you know, I'm like, I am double cleansing every night. I mean, I already do, but I'm like reincorporating like my regular like masking routines and stuff like that. And then, you know, just like being diligent about my KP scrub, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, And then in terms of like makeup, I think I'm honestly wearing like less than I feel like I typically do. Just, I mean, it's been so hot. It's been so gross. Um, So just kind of using that and getting that down and a little bit more powder. I've actually been like really into powders lately, which is like kind of wild. Girl. I I I was like Church of Cream for forever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, lately I've been loving like powders. But I will say I feel like powder formulas have stepped up in the last like couple years. Mm-hmm. Like we we cannot do dusty, chalky. No. Thick. I really love that Laura Mercier setting powder. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like it literally like melts into your face. I love that one. Um, it's so pricey, but the Givenchy one oh, girl, is exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, I'm really impressed with the Givenchy Prism Libra, Libre. Okay. I, Go off. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, it's a setting powder, but it's mm. so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that I'm like, it's good for no reason. Like, why are you this good? Right. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, I've been like playing with powders lately and that's kind of fun. Um, I've actually also, I've been doing my eyebrows lighter. Hmm. Yeah. I've been using a brow pencil, which is like. I'm just filling them in? Yeah. A little brow pencil. Fill them in. So I tried the, the one that like really drew me in was by Jason Wu from Target. It was, Mm. it's like $11.99. So good. I really like the packaging. Yeah. Very chic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the Jason Wu one like drew me in. 
And I'm super impressed by one from Oma Beauty. I don't, I mean, I feel like I hear people talk about like a couple of their other products. OMA? U-M, U-O-M-A. Um, but their brow pencil is so good. Hmm. Yeah, it's really, really nice. I'm not a pencil fan. I still go in with a gel over just to, yeah. you know. But I've been using a like a taupe pencil and then a blonde gel. And I was like, usually I just oh, use like brunette. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, but like a little lighter. You know, I'm not quite not quite doing like a skinny bleach brow or anything crazy, but no, just a little, little softer. Are bleach brows leaving? Can they leave? I love a bleach brow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it. But every time I see it, I'm like, it's so cool. Like, I just feel like if somebody has a bleach brow, they're cool. That's the coolest person in the room, and I don't care what anybody else I'm is gonna doing. I'm going to give a hot, hot other side of the coin. I think it's unhinged behavior. <laughs> <laughs> like, Emma was like, I want to bleach my brows. And I said, please don't do that. Oh, my God. See, I feel like Emma with a bleach brow would be such a serve. Like, <laughs> such a slay. I know she's listening, and she's like, see, I told yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I love a bleach brow. I think they're so cool. But to each their own. Yeah. There's room for everyone. <laughs> um yesterday I got my Vogue September issue and I don't know if you got yours yet, but there is a Chanel foundation sample in it. <laughs> like it's literally like a um like a foil. Yeah sample pouch and it has three different shades of the foundation in there i actually am planning on picking up my september issue like mm. today like after this so thank cool, you cool. for that hot You're take welcome. it's pretty skinny this year which i'm i'm giving hmm. <laughs> i'm i'm hoping that it's a little more curated though i did notice less ads good and a big old chanel Thick cardstock ad. <laughs> I wow, a foundation sample in the September issue. Mm-hmm. It's a moment. Anna I, Wintour. Yeah. I saw the cardstock and I was like, "Is it a sample in the back of this?" I, was like, I love a sample. I really do. <laughs> Although I think the lightest shade is still too dark for me. Yeah, I'm interested to see what samples they shows the darkest is not that dark i kind of had a feeling that's really frustrating yeah that's like ah, that's the issue like i feel like that's it's uh, it's hard to have like an exhaustive like sample packet of whatever but it's also necessary right like do that right I (laughs) i don't know what else do you have like a tried and true hero product that has been with you for years i do oh i sure. do um i am obsessed i well it's it's not pixie glow tonic anymore but it was oh, for forever yeah. that had me by the throat from like <laughs> senior year of high school like 18 to like 26 Love. um but lately i've been i always love a chemical exfoliant um so that i'm like super 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 into um so the i've been using biologique recherche lotion p50 it's super strong super potent like you you gotta be careful with it but that's been my ride or die and then um i've been loving the it's a a cream like a face lotion cream moisturizer 
from phytosurgeons called Verdant Force Field. And it's like this beautiful, it smells like a matcha latte. Ooh. It's like lush and green and beautiful. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make your skin green, but it's just like super nutrient dense and that's been super nice and it sits well under makeup. It's great. Like after like a retinol or something like that at night, just such a good one. Shifting gears now back to the, the business, the business. What would you say are your favorite parts of being your own business head? And what are the least favorite slash maybe even like the hardest parts? I'm going to reverse it because I always like to Please like say. finish it on like a high note. Oh. I would say like the worst part is like, I think it's like the, I don't think people understand because I work in a smaller salon. We don't have a receptionist. We don't have like anything like that. So I operate like an entire book of people and I try to be as accommodating as I can and everybody's really good about it. But there is a lot of like, it takes a lot of mental real estate to like operate and do that, especially through different channels of communication. So people will message me like on a, on my Instagram and then they'll, or they'll text message me or they'll message me through my booking system. So I, every once a week, I try to comb everything and make sure that I'm not missing anything. And that's kind of my system, but just the mental real estate of like doing that is a lot sometimes. And then really just like I feel like everybody says this like everybody on your podcast has mentioned like the like financy like business end is like really tough to navigate like it is not easy to like understand and even with someone as a business with a business associates degree for you to even say that is a lot I am so grateful for my business degree because it helps me it's like I'm not literate but I'm not illiterate when it comes to that but I still it's so hard and it's because there's no it's not easy to navigate and they don't make it easy nope so that's like really really frustrating you know I'm fortunate enough that I have a clientele I have a steady income from what I do Mm -hmm. but just knowing like how much you have to save to like pay your quarterly taxes or how much like that stuff is frustrating not frustrating because it's like necessary right but it's not easy right I don't think people understand that (laughs) totally yeah yeah and then especially like with what you were saying about like you're you're everything like being a hundred percent independent basically every moment of every day Mm -hmm. is hard and it's heavy decision fatigue is massive (laughs) um my incredible fiance he like knows when I'm like that and we have I have this like mode that I will go in and it's not very often because I feel like you can't unpack and live there and like that just makes you like a volatile a volatile person but I'll come home and he'll I'll come home on a Saturday he's been off all day you know whatever but I am coming off of a full week of work and every once in a while I'll just be in such a like I'm dealing with decision fatigue I'm like close to burnout and he's like, oh, what do you want to do for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. Just present I can't. something to me. And that's where that's where this like mode comes in. And it's either like I will make the decision, like what we're eating, what we're doing, what we're watching. And if I have to make that decision, I can receive zero like pushback or criticism on it. <laughs> or you can. And I want you to. Mm-hmm. And 
the grace that I allow is like if you and we both do we like talk about it it's like a healthy communication thing but it's like if you if I if I'm in the place where I cannot make another decision and I'm pushing it onto you whatever you decide I'm okay with it's correct you know what I mean like it's that yeah like if if I'm left to my own devices like I'm gonna like order a pizza or like get like Moe's and then I'm gonna watch like Lately, I've been watching Nip Talk, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to watch, like, the, like, regular, like, BS that I'm watching. And that's that. In in silence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, if you don't want to watch that and you don't want to eat that, then you decide. Go and whatever else. you decide, whatever, whatever you pick, I am so okay with. I'm, I, thank you so much. I love that you picked that. Yeah. Because it's like, you can't, I can't tell you to make the decision and then criticize it. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that's something very special about. I'll, I'll, I'll clump us together for this for the state of this tale, but just like having a partner in your life who just like sees you without always having to be told how to see you. You know what I mean? Just like picking up on the vibes, <laughs> and that's very special. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's definitely something that I feel like comes naturally to some couples and then I think there is a level of like really strong communication for that Mm -hmm. and it's that habitually communicating like I'm super stressed I'm having decision fatigue I need you to make these decisions because I can't or if I make these decisions I cannot receive pushback on them because I already took my last two spoons to do that you know (laughs) what I mean takes a special kind of person to be a partner of a business owner. It really does. <laughs> it really does. They're Shout so out. good, though. But what's the good parts? So the good parts are really, like, just the, like, I feel like the, like, capitalist answer is that, like, when I come home at the end of the week with my with my bankroll ready, like, you know, I mean, I'm, listen, I live in a, I live in a duplex. Like, I'm not, <laughs> you know. But when I, like you know, get my like silly little coffee and I have my like silly little bag and I'm just like on my bullshit. Like that's me. I did that. And I'm really, really proud of that. So that's the like capitalism. Like I work hard for my money. Yeah. But then there's a play hard, (laughs) work hard, come home, put on my linen bathrobe, do a face mask and sleep. Um, so there's that aspect, but then I think the other thing and really like the most like rewarding thing that I take away is especially doing hair. I feel like I get to be with people on what are the happiest days of their lives. And then also sometimes the hardest days of their lives. You know, I, that's something that I don't take lightly. And I really treat it as like a very special thing that I get to do to be with people in times of like true sorrow like that's a really hard thing that I that's a really hard thing but I'm grateful that you know in in times of people going through stuff they come in and share that with me and I get to alleviate that while providing them with like just a little bit of pampering in going through something that's really really fucking hard and then on the opposite end like I get to like you know, do a blowout for your baby shower. I get to like be with people for an hour the night before what's supposed to be like a really important day for them or the morning of their wedding. Like that is so cool. And I really like respect and appreciate that I get to do that. 
And that to me is like a really rewarding aspect of what I do. You know, cause it's like you come in for like a root retouch and it's like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. You know, <laughs> your, your roots are a different color and that's right. super like satisfying to do in a two hour time span. But the like lasting reward is being with people on, like I said, like the hardest days of their lives and some of the best days of their lives. Love it. So all that being said, where do you feel as though you see your career future heading? You know, I think it's it's really interesting um, being an independent contractor and loving my salon and my atmosphere and my coworkers and my clientele because I feel like I don't have a super big aspiration of like owning my own salon right now or like, you know, it's just like I love what I do. I love the capacity that I do it. Um, obviously, I want to like create more content, like do that, but in terms of like actual, like what I do day to day, day in, day out, I would love to extend more spaces for uh, like people to do it. Like that was a really weird (laughs) sentence. I apologize. (laughs) So I've had this like dream of having like a, like a, I don't know if it's like a fundraiser or a like class or something like that, but just having like, you know, if everybody comes in and it's, you know, this amount per person and we like go over like a, I don't know, a like how to, how to do an at-home blowout. And then the proceeds go to like something local that impacts like the LGBT community or, you know, like mutual aid funds or something like that I think would be really cool. My like dream of dreams is to have a space where like people that are like newly transitioning can come in and learn how to like, a you know, this is how you can shave your face when you're starting tea and you don't know that, or just something like that. That's like a safe space, an inclusive space for people to come in and learn what I do and how to do that, I think would be really cool. And then have some sort of like charitable aspect to that is like something that I've always like, I would love to do. It's an amazing idea. I think there's, I think, I mean, I, I agree. <laughs> I think it's a one, Thank it's an awesome you. idea, but I think it's one of those things that like, it could easily be done. It just needs like a space and uh, like the space needs to be there. And then the organization aspect needs to be there. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't quite flushed that out yet, but that's something that I would love, 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 love to do. You know where to find me. You know, I'm a good, I'm a planning guru. Yeah. You know, but it, like, just like little things like that. Like, I think, you know, gender affirming, like, you know, this is how to style your hair in a certain way and, you know, on a day to day. And it's stuff that, you know, people might not have been taught or stuff like that. And I don't know. I just think like, specifically, I feel like queer people, LGBTQ people have been made to feel not bad but you're hyper aware of yourself when you're in a beauty space yeah and that's something that i've always noticed and something that i would like to alleviate and something that i think is super necessary yeah but i also feel like it's blending both of your worlds together so perfectly into like a next step of like 
the only word is coming to mind is renting, but that's not the correct term. So I'll use it as a placeholder. But like renting your skill set to educate and showcase what your talents are to people who feel like we were saying earlier, like that they want to be included and they want to feel welcome and seen. And it's just blending the two together. Love that for you. (laughs) Well, hopefully one day I can make something like that happen. Yeah. You know, it's definitely something that I like think about a lot. And I know there's like definitely people locally that would be interested in contributing in some way and not even just like me doing it. You know, I would love like, you know, other, other specialists or other people that do stuff, like just kind of educating. And it doesn't seem like, you know, I feel like it's something that if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't like, you know, totally like teaching people how to like curl their hair or shave their face or whatever. Like that can, that can be like a life-saving skill. Yeah. But it also like to somebody who doesn't get it, it's like, why would I need to? Then don't come. Yeah. It's not for you. <laughs> don't come to my event. Yeah. yeah like it's not for you. That's right. not who it's for. But the people that it is for, like that's massive. Yeah. So I would love to do something like that. And now it's forever recorded on a mic. It's nice. It must do it. <laughs> that's the long game. And this is long story long. And we've reached the end. <laughs> well, I have a question for you, Ashton. What? <laughs> I figured I could like pull the old switch up. Like, okay. Okay. So if you could fight any brand, like any beauty, any beauty brand in a Chili's parking lot, which one would it be and why? Why Chili's? Okay. It doesn't have to be Chili's. It could be like Arby's or like. Oh, now I'm hitting the mic. <laughs> I don't know. In a Target parking lot, you could fight any beauty brand. I'm trying to think because one thing about me that you know (laughs) is I'm a big cruelty-free girly. It doesn't even have to be clean necessarily, but it has to be cruelty-free. So I'm trying to think like who's been especially bad (laughs) (laughs) with that. I just thought it was silly to ask you a question on your podcast. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to just select a big brand who's being silly about their cruelty free i don't know it'll come to me it'll come to me at 3 (laughs) a.m i'll get a text (laughs) yeah yeah i feel like you wanted a really comical answer and i gave you a very like no that's (laughs) long story long (laughs) yeah i am long but like yeah like you you know what i mean like you could have just been like L'Oreal for discontinuing my favorite lipstick when I was 14. Bath and Body Works for discontinuing (laughs) Twilight Woods. (laughs) (laughs) They are cool to free now, though, so shout out. But you know what I mean? Like, that could have been your answer. That would have been, like, very silly. Like, tee-hee-hoo-hoo. But, like, no, I do think it's, like, a call to, like, you know, these huge companies that, like, have so much responsibility that they just, like, shirk because it's convenient. They're like, we're making dollars anyway, so why change what we're doing? Um... Maybe like Noxzema, because no one still uses Noxzema. It's so minty though. It the smell is disgusting. Oh, I love it. And he was like, "I still use this, and you should use this." And I was like, "I don't think I would like to." <laughs> All right, fair. Noxzema, see you outside. And he likes the tubs. Yeah, it, I feel like the tub is very chic. 
No, but then like it's little like puddles of water in it when you scoop your your watery hand into it. Maybe I'm just gross. You should dry your hand before you scoop it. I could do that. I feel like though the tub of Noxzema is like in my head. It's like that's what they. That's what like the pink ladies used. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's yeah, just like yeah. something very like like vintage and chic cream. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I do love me some cold cream. I've been like a little bit on that game and it's like kind of nice. Yes. Yeah. Only to take my makeup off, like not for anything else. I actually like it to take swatches off if I'm like swatching something. Like that's a great, that's a great little tippy tip, but. Nice. Yeah. Well, your final question, where can people find you? Um, Google me. I'm just kidding. Google tempted. <laughs> Do not. Um, no, I am available on, available on iTunes. I'm, I'm available, period. <laughs> I'm not. I am engaged. I'm going to be wafted uh, up. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Buffalo Beauty Boy. The YouTube aspect, you know, that's a that's a weekly monthly process but i'm pretty active on instagram and then locally you can find me at tresses salon in hamburg um yeah that's are you currently accepting new clients so right now i have a wait list until after the holidays so in january my books will be opening up and i will be accepting new clients then love yeah well thank you for being here thank you for your time thank you for giving me your day off yeah Oh my god your it's, morning it's still today is it's, young it's still early yeah love yeah. it well all the people listening thank you for listening to another episode of long story long we'll see you soon goodbye